Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. So I feel like I need to give like full transparency here, Chris, because we are all about transparency here at Katie Stewart Wellness and the Clear Skin Solution. So I need to go into this letting you guys know, I know this is bubble popping because I spent all of high school I would say in high school, I drank just like at parties and I tried to hide it from my mom. And then my mom found the alcohol and poured it out in a sewer drain one time. That's a, that's for another day. She did. No, she did. It was New Year's Eve. I was in grade 11 or 12. Okay. And I had a bottle of Malibu in my sleepover bag that I was going to my girlfriend Angelica's. Mm-hmm. I get out and it clinked in my sleepover bag. And she was like, what was that? And I was like, nothing. Open your bag. Okay. And I pulled out a 26, a 26 year Malibu which tastes like tanning lotion. And I said, no, mom, I'm sharing that with the girls. And so she goes, fine, I'll pour out your third. And she opens the Malibu bottle, pours a third of it out in the sewer grate, caps it, hands it back, have fun at New Year's. I walked away. I walked away so dumbfounded that she just did that. And when she told me the story from her perspective, like years later, she goes, I laughed the whole way home, like hysterically cackled in the car the whole way home. And I got home and I told the whole party because she had like an adult party. You know, Michelle's like one of my one of my yeah, my mom. She's like Chris is like a new favorite human. Yeah. The more you tell me, the more I'm like, I want She, she did that to me in high school, everybody on New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve. I was in grade 12. Anyway, so in high school, I didn't drink that much because I was scared of my mother. But when I went to university and my mother wasn't there anymore, you better believe I was drinking day in and day out. The only time I drank water was when I had ice cubes in my quadruple vodka orange juice. Okay, so I spent a lot of my early 20s partying a little too hard and being extremely hungover. So I say this from a place of understanding that I, too, have appreciated a good glass of something back in the day. And now that I'm much more educated on the topic, I've kind of pulled back on my drinking habit, maybe have a glass of wine once or twice a year. But today, everybody, we are talking about (laughs) alcohol (laughs) once or twice a year. Please tell them how long it takes you to have one drink. Oh my gosh, you guys. Like Frank and I went out for our anniversary. We went to a winery for dinner. I got a Paloma and... I still, after two, we were there for two hours sitting because there was a band. It was like two and a half hours. Still was only one third through my drink. And Frank was like, you're not going to finish that. And I was like, can you just chug it for me? Because Frank can chug anything in like one gulp. And here I am nursing a single cocktail for four hours. I'm the world's slowest drinker. Slowest. (laughs) And why? Because your past 
has now I was a slow drinker then, but like you drank. Listen, not at a. That's not why you did triple vodka. Actually, you though, just didn't want to be bothered actually, to get up again. I was like, I would, I would get triple vodka crayons or triple vodka orange juices. But in university, like you would start your day at a beer, ke- like a breakfast kegger, Chris. Like, had you ever been to a breakfast kegger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast kegger, lunch drinking, day drinking moves into eat. Like it's, I had, I had a life. Okay, I had another life. Oh, I never I liked beer, beer until I went to a kegger. And it was warm. Now, if you have ever been to a kegger where you're like legit, pumping they're pumping it. it into your mouth because, of course, you, you've run, you've it's run out of glasses or it's in your stand. hand. That's my keg it's stand for my cheerleading yep. skills. Oh, absolutely. And it was warm. And since then, I've always appreciated a cold No beer. way. Because of that situation. Yeah. It was, it's so putrid. If you drink warm beer and actually taste it, there is no reason why anybody Can I tell you a quick side story before we get into the, the reasons why we shouldn't drink alcohol? <laughs> no, I think we should just talk about the reasons why, why I did drink alcohol because I want the stories because I'm going to make a pitch at the end of this where Michelle can – I'll put an application and Michelle can be my mom. <laughs> Honestly, she would probably take that at this point between my, my brothers and I. I have three brothers, you guys. Poor woman. Anyways – so in university, I was the captain of the cheerleading team, and we decided it was we needed to raise funds because we had competition fees, we needed uniform fees, and I'm like, oh my god, let's just throw an ABC kegger and anything but clothes kegger. You had to come in like lampshades and garbage bags and like ridiculous things. The party, the kegger was got so packed and out of hand before the party even started. The regional Toronto police showed up at the, at the door to say, you know, the counselor for this area is aware of this party. You need to keep this. Like, I would suggest canceling it. You, you need to keep this contained. And I said, Don't yeah, sure, we'll keep it contained. My, like, 19-year-old self, 20-year-old self. They showed – anyways, it was a mega massive – like, the cheerleading team's throwing a kegger. You're going to show up. I actually had to apologize at a town meeting for the kegger that I threw for the cheerleading. Literally, I had to apologize at a town meeting with everybody and all of the residents of the neighborhood. So when I say I've – what part of ABC did you think would not be contained? Any, the cheerleaders are throwing an anything but clothes kegger. <laughs> Keep it contained. Yeah. <laughs> like just just the name. Where What? Because I know my Steve would show up I wore naked. a garbage bag with a belt because I ran out. I was so busy setting up for the party. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? And you you're know, cringing because of the plastic. garbage bag and I'm thinking <laughs> <No>. the plastic. <laughs> And they spray the inside of garbage bags with like that was bacterial the stuff. That was the least of my concerns at Stop 20 it. years old. This explains a lot of now. So I just, I had to throw that in because I can, I, again, I've been there. I've been the partier. I've done the things. And now here I am telling about to teach you how alcohol impacts your body and your health. So I feel like I've just ruined my credibility <laughs> for that. So maybe Chris has to take over this podcast. No, no, I'm no better, but I just don't share you guys, all my stories. I'm a little more reserved. That's the thing is I'm very like, I'm very transparent. You ask me a question, I'll share it. Like I, I'm a sharer. You Like I'm an open book, everybody. And I do like to share these things because I think it gives a more human quality, right? Is when you see a nutritionist, a health practitioner, you know, an influencer on Instagram, whatever it may be, you almost forget that they're a real human. And, you know, we've had clients say, oh, like, you know, you eat so perfect. You do everything so perfect, 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 perfect. And I hate that word because no human being is perfect. I am not perfect. You know, I have my, you know, my my own health issues. I have my own past issues that go on. So I think whenever I can share, it allows women to feel seen and heard and understood. Absolutely. And I know that that was a complete crit. Did I redeem myself like, a little bit? Did I redeem myself a little bit? 
Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think some demons need to die with me. (laughs) Chris is like, I'm taking it to the grave. It's, I mean, I liked alcohol. I also like the devil's grass. So, I mean, and it is legal. So, we are. We are. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't have the halo. Uh, and if it did, it was probably not you on top of you my You did head. not have a halo <laughs> growing up either. Let's just. I did not have a halo. Sweet, Sweet Lord. Lord. But here we are, everybody. Nutritionists mm-hmm. having a Clear Skin Chronicles podcast, helping women clear their skin so miracles can happen. Yes. <laughs> miracles. Yes. Honest to God, like my family's still shocked that I that I, I I teach nutrition for a living, but that's that's a side story. So I think we've shared enough stories for one podcast. Oh, Let's yeah. get into the good stuff: alcohol and your skin. All right. So everybody, this is going to be a bit of a bubble popping episode, and I know just in time for the holidays, we plan it out really well. So what we want to do today is we want to talk about alcohol and the impacts that it's having on the individual body systems, which trigger a worsening of acne. Can anybody hear the 27 dogs my neighbor has? She actually is 27. Do you hear them, Chris? I just thought like Frankie. Oh, my Jackson yeah. and Frankie aren't home, but I thought they were yes, just I doing their thing. My neighbor has 27 dogs. No, nope. not okay, really. Good. No, All right. I can't really hear them, but 27 mm-hmm. dogs. Anyways. Anyways, that is a reason that to is drink reason alcohol. To alcohol. She's very lovely. She's a <laughs> lovely woman and the dogs aren't that bad. It's just when a delivery comes, which happens to be when I left my windows open. All right. I digress, everybody. Let's get into it because... It's not that alcohol itself causes acne. Alcohol triggers a cascading effect that worsens the internal root causes of acne, your gut, your detox organs, your hormones, and your blood sugar. So let's get into one of these. And let's always start with the gut because this is where we love to go, Chris. Um, And before before we go into the gut, I want to establish because, you know, Chris, as she so lovingly told me before we started, I taught the Smart Serve course for a decade, Katie. (laughs) Oh, well, Katie's going through the precursor. Katie, no. She's like, it's five ounces of wine. And it's, and I said, could it be 12 ounces of beer? She's like, well, it's 35. I'm like, that converts into 12 ounces. And I said, I did like teach this for 15 years. And she just looks at me so, and starts laughing. Like she doesn't even engage in my conversation. She just looks at me, said, laughs, okay. and we So fly. Chris, let's go through. So you have this training. I'll you answer this. What constitutes a single serving of alcohol? So a single serving is if we're going to be looking at wine, it's going to be five ounces. You look at liqueurs, you're looking at one and a half. However, I like to go a little more conservative and go at one ounce. By the way, you go to a restaurant, there's a bubble pop here. That one ounce is not really one ounce, it's three quarters, but that's okay because we'll (laughs) just take that yield. And 12 ounces or like a 355 mil for a beer. All right. So we've established that is... Yeah. Bottle, I think, is forced... 370. I'm not a beer drinker. I I get my husband. My husband is a beer drinker, as yours is, and we. I get him beer based on the marketing of the craft beer cans because whatever one's the prettiest. Is that the way to do it? Yeah. I mean, I don't drink beer, so I'm like, this can's cool. He's gonna get this one, and it's like a quadruple IPA, 12 percent beer. He's like, why do you do this to me? Creamsicle flavored. Just sip it. (laughs) Take the next four hours. Pretend it's a kegger. I've seen like. We went to university together. I've seen you at a breakfast kegger. That's where we met. You shirtless in your neon swim shorts with your nipple ring out. Okay, so let's just let's just get off your high horse over there for a hot minute. Just kidding, Frank. I love you. I, like you guys are learning a lot about me today. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna totally get him to listen to this. He's, <laughs> I'm dying. I'm yeah. Everyone's gonna learn a lot about Katie Stewart on this podcast. I know, and I'm just like um, uh, Katie. Um, Katie has to get all my information. I do. I. I that's why Chris or her husband Steve and I are secret friends on Instagram, so I can get all the juicy goods. 
<laughs> just wait, just wait. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Okay. Tell Chris. me about hormones. Stop talking about Chris. Tell me about hormones. I want to know about estrogen. I want to right. know about progesterone. I want to well, we know about start the with gut, but let's start with hormones because this is. No, I want to know hormones because I need to get divert you away, divert <laughs> away. Okay, so let's talk about the impact of alcohol. And when we say alcohol, wine, liqueur, beer, spirits, you name it, and how it impacts and how it All impacts hormones. So when we're dealing with acne, of course, we want to be really cautious and very aware of how our hormones are interacting with one another in there in your body. And we know that the health of your hormones is extremely reliant on the health of your liver. And the health of your gut. So let's walk, work backwards. We're going to start with the with the hormones. We'll go into detox and we'll finish with the gut. So we'll work backwards today. So when we're looking at the impact alcohol has is it actually increases your estrogen and decreases your progesterone. So if you are somebody dealing with an estrogen dominance, if you have endometriosis, alcohol needs to be off your menu for the foreseeable future because it is increasing the estrogen and decreasing the progesterone, making these symptoms worse, making these imbalances worse. And there was actually a 2018 study, I believe it was 2018, that shows you're at a 45% risk of increasing your PMS symptoms from drinking alcohol. And that actually increases to 79% increase of PMS symptom risk if you have more than one drink per day. So if you are having 10 ounces of wine every single night, and let's be real, 10 ounces is like one of those big, generous wine glasses that most people pour because the average person isn't measuring five ounces of wine. Like whenever you go to a restaurant, what are the general sizes? You can get a, a six ounce or a 12 ounce, right? Or a nine ounce. Six, six and nine. My brother's really a sommelier and he's going to shake his head when he hears me screwing these up. So <laughs> he's like, Katie, we need to have a lesson on all this. I'm like, I'm sorry. Come on. So we can see that just just casual, what's considered in our society as casual drinking can be increasing your PMS symptoms, worsening your cramps. It can be, you know, worsening your irregular periods, causing hot flashes. It has so many different ways that it's impacting. It can even um, have changes in your fertility. So it can, it can present as fertility obstacles. You know, you can get vaginal dryness as well. Like that's not fun. It can even increase your risk of breast cancer. And what's interesting is when it comes to alcohol, because of the way it impacts your blood sugar, it can cause you have night sweats or almost a feeling of hot flashes. So my lovely husband, Frank, if he drinks beer or alcohol too late in the day, like we go to a Christmas party or something, you know, he he will have beer and some drinks. He, you better believe this guy is like sweating the bed soaking wet because of the impact that the alcohol is having on his blood sugar. And then the oh, dehydration. Yeah. The dehydration alone is going to be impactful. On him, like just even in that night sweat ask, right? So one, we drank the alcohol. I don't know too many men that drink water in between. What are you talking about, Chris? Of course they're drinking dis clear, distilled, pH-balanced water in between every beer they have. Mm -hmm. Yes, my husband does now. And <laughs> I just give the look and he's like, oh, he's done his beer and I just hand him drink water. Drink this, please. It's like I'm a buzzkill. I don't even say anything. It. I just hand on water. It goes down. I say, well, swear that goes down faster than that beer. And then he's got another beer in his hand. He's Chug. like, look, Chris, like, I did good. Next it's beer. like he's playing flip cup <laughs> and he chugs the water back. He's like, all right, next beer. Yeah. So that dehydration for me, 
I drink alcohol, I'm going to have a histamine oh, yeah. reaction right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So really where you are in all of this, whether it's that estrogen and that estrogen and that histamine, like that's going to be an adverse reaction on the total body system because the immune systems go mm -hmm. haywire, right? The endocrine system, all of these things. But that estrogen dominance, even when you get night sweats, sometimes it's linked to low mm -hmm. estrogen, right? Think menopause. People are like, oh my gosh. No, it could be how the alcohol is going in, affecting the estrogen. You've got a little dial in your body that says, hello, estrogen. Oh, too much estrogen now. And it clicks off and it can throw your estrogen down and then spike it again. It's kind mm -hmm. of like And we've seen clients through their Dutch tests or through their, you know, HTMAs, whatever it may be, that have acne related to an estrogen dominance, even acne related to low estrogen. So wherever you are on the spectrum, like having your estrogen imbalance is going to be really critical for having clear skin and alcohol is going to be having a major impact on it. So when we're looking at, again, that dehydration, remember alcohol is that natural mm -hmm. diuretic. It is naturally going to cause you to have to pee more. You're going to dehydrate yourself. And one of the biggest things that we skip over in our society is the impact that dehydration has on the body. The majority of our population is chronically dehydrated. And guess what? Every system in your body relies on proper hydration, including yeah, water, including water, your bowel water, movements. Water. Like one of the first things is if you are chronically constipated where you're not having a bowel movement at least once a day, there's, you know, you're like if you're straining and, and having to take like co drink coffee in order to in order to release it. One of the first things we recommend doing is drinking more water, drinking at least half your body weight in ounces. So if say you're 120 pounds, you're drinking at least at minimum 60 ounces of water in order to help ease your constipation. Because if you're not pooping, the excess toxins and hormones and yeast and waste that is trying to get out of your body ends up back in circulation, which will increase your inflammation, toxicity, and increase your hormonal balances in the body. All because you're constipated because you didn't drink enough water. Of course, there's instances where your constipation is is um, not caused by dehydration. And if you want to learn more on that, go back to our poop episode earlier in the season because that'll give you a good insight there. Not just that, Katie, but when you say the population is grossly dehydrated, we're talking 2% would be hydrated. Yeah, like grossly under hydrated as I drink water. Yeah. Yay. Most people do that. When I'm on calls with clients, they're like, start talking about water right off the bat. They're like, because when I say the words, it triggers. They're not doing it consciously. They're doing it subconsciously. So that's why you see when people go and they watch all these different reels and everything like that. And we talked about that with the trolling and all that. See how revved people get and they do it subconsciously. So that was a sidebar anyways. So when we're looking at water, we're supposed to be getting four cups of water from food. We don't see that usually when people come in. I mean, less than 50% vegetables are on our low. If they are the vegetables, they're not the water vegetables. Then we're not drinking the water. Then we're having a glass of wine, whatever. And it's just that compounding effect. So again, let's look at the triggers. Like you're saying, it's lifestyle as a and whole, And another right? component I want to bring into the dehydration is the majority of our clients in the clear skin solution all also come in with some form of PMS symptoms. And a lot of them have very painful periods, like a lot of cramping where mm -hmm. like I literally have to take like half a bottle of Advil just to make it through day two and three of my period, taking days off of work and having to hug a hot water, like a heating pad. And this is so, so common because of that, that link between acne and periods, they're all leading back, all roads lead back to your gut and lead back to your liver function and your hormones. So 
Another thing is that dehydration can actually worsen menstrual cramping as well. Yeah, we need, for us to do this podcast, we need water, respiration. For us to move our hands, you know, we're hand Our walkers. brain. Water. Our eyes, brain, everything. I mean, 60% of your brain is fat. I get that. But there is a fat-loving and a water-loving phospholipid. And that's what's required in our brain, in our bodies. So you better believe that water needs to go up. And yeah, if you can't afford certain water sources, at least get a Brita. It's not even the Brita, but what's the one that we always recommend to our clients who are on a budget is you can get charcoal sticks. Kishu, so K-I-S-H-U. I know in Canada you can get them on well.ca. They're like you can you can find them on a lot of places and it's a charcoal stick. So you could get a glass mason jar or a glass pitcher, put that charcoal stick in there, and that's even better than a Brita. And it's cheaper in the long run as well. Yeah, absolutely. Sure it, is. it is. And sometimes if we have larger families, that's why I say I'm like, I'm not a fan of the Brita, but I am a fan of better exactly, than better than. Absolutely. Once we learn, we do better, better than. than. Always. So another thing that you may not know about alcohol, which I'm going to get Chris to talk about because she loves minerals, is Chris, which mineral gets depleted from chronic alcohol consumption? A bunch, but I'm going to lead with magnesium. And why is magnesium important in the body for acne sufferers and those with period issues? How about we just say, why is magnesium? Like, why do you just isolate my my creativity? So long story short is magnesium is a nice, beautiful, calming mineral. When we cannot use it, so malabsorption, or it's not prevalent because it's been depleted, then we can feel signs like irritability, anxiety, these types of critters that, you know, we don't understand what's really going on. Magnesium is also needed in almost every single function of the entire body. And I'm going to say every because the last time we did this, I had someone come to me and say, there is this one little, right? Outside of that, carbohydrate metabolism. Mm -hmm. Like really, when you're looking at magnesium, it's involved in over 300 different biochemical reactions in the body. Like it's massive. But think about where alcohol falls in. We're in that carbohydrate realm. If we don't, if we are depleting it and we don't make it up, and I would say, you know how vitamin D, we're a vitamin D deficient it's society? The sun, but that's, I digress. <laughs> that's another <laughs> podcast. I'm, gonna, I'm like, what? Sorry, that's everyone's like, like, oh, we're deficient in vitamin D. I'm like, yeah, because our society's terrified of the sun. Well, because I don't want to have well, wrinkles. Didn't you tell me well, that one time? No, that's no, the thing is, of outside. course, we want to be protecting our son from pre- premature aging. But we're also like we've also seen women are in our clients in our community that don't even go out in the sun at all ever because they're so scared of getting cancer. But it's like, dude, your body needs sun. Yeah. And I'm, or a houseplant. Yeah, absolutely. But then they're drinking. So I'm like, what? But essentially... If alcohol falls under that carbohydrate and we need calcium and magnesium together in order to break down our carbohydrates, we better watch that because when magnesium isn't there, it's going to take away your B6, which B6 is going to be your sleep. So is it the alcohol? Is it the hormones? Is it the minerals, right? I always go back to the minerals because once you look at these minerals, then we can do better repopulating. This is not, I know where people are going to go right now. They're on their way to the liquor store, and now they're going to go to the vitamin store, and now they're going to go buy magnesium. you just gave them a life hack right there. Oh, if I drink alcohol, I just need a bottle of magnesium is what you're saying. But magnesium, 
I gave, I'm not telling people, one second, I'm not telling people a biohack, but I gave Paige a biohack and it has worked against me. It bit me in the bum. So I'm never sharing that biohack You're not going to share Paige's <laughs> biohack that she now uses? No, because she's like, Chris, I love this. And I'm like, Paige. Share it. Like, I'm the gonna devil's get in you. The devil is in you. Please share it. I, I can't. It's it's. it's I don't even know this life hack. I, you Really? Paige didn't tell me. How about this? How about we have Paige okay. on the podcast and if Paige wants to share All right, everybody, that huh? means you're going to have to wait for the last episode of the year on December 27th when Paige is on and I will get her to share the biohack because I don't even know what the biohack is. I can't. I can't. Honestly, it's just... Don't worry. We'll get it wrong. out of you. We got a couple more podcasts. <laughs> All right. And another thing with magnesium is for those women with acne that also suffer with extremely painful periods... That depletion of magnesium is also going to be worsening your cramps. Like your cramps can increase because magnesium is so absolutely critical for the smoothing of the muscle contractions instead of having those intensive muscle Muscles. contractions. So with dehydration, magnesium, and one thing we touched a little bit on already was the impact alcohol has on blood sugar. But I think this is a really important one to kind of give its own stage setting for because people don't really realize how critical blood sugar is for skin for mood stability, for all of the things. So when we're looking at yeah, quality, quality of, of life, life, like if you want to improve quality of life, let's get your blood sugar in order. Because when your blood sugar is in, unstable, right? Your blood sugar is supposed to be pretty even keel. Like there will be some natural dips and ebbs and flows. It should be very minimal. It should be nice and even throughout the day. The issue arises when you have these hard and fast spikes. Like it shoots up like a roller coaster and drops down to the bottom. Shoots up, drops down. These blood sugar spikes they're not good because when it comes to your skin, they can actually be overproducing sebum. Sebum is that sticky, oily substance that clogs your pores and leads to more breakouts. When our blood sugar is unstable, we're also going to be being more irritable. We are going to be a little more moody. Maybe we're hangry. Maybe we get a little shaky. We get lightheaded. We get headaches. This can all be from unstable blood sugar. And when we are looking at alcohol, it has a massive impact on your blood sugar. Huge. Huge. We have to remember alcohol alone is a carbohydrate in a sugar category. What does that mean? Explain it. Explain so it for even. Break it down. Come on, Chris. So alcohol is a carbohydrate, right? We've got that. It's a macronutrient. But then we have different categories of carbohydrates. So alcohol is, un is an umbrella under a carbohydrate. So that means we have to use our insulin and our hormones and our metabolic processes to break down, including the liver as an organ, to break down this alcohol. So if you have any congestion in any of these areas, your ability to break down that alcohol could be a lot worse. It's called the it's hangover. It's called a hangover. I don't know if anyone here is familiar with a hangover. Of course not, Katie, and your triple. Oh, the worst <laughs> with your can, can I do the worst hangover I ever had in my life. Sweet Lord. I don't know if I want the to worst know this. two hangovers. <laughs> but I know everybody the worst else two does. Hangovers I ever had was after bachelorettes. Like, get me at a bachelorette, like I shine. That's where I shine. But one of my girlfriends, she got married back in 2015. This was probably the last time like I heavily drank. And we were in North Bay of all places, up in up up in the cottage country. We went out to this like big ship. It was like the biggest party of the summer. I was bringing back four quadruple cranberries at a time, and like we were actually driving home back to like Hamilton the next morning. And like I was drinking this like right up until closing at two a.m. 
we woke up at six because we had to clean the cottage and then we had to drive. I literally couldn't like I'm the, I'll be the first one to help do anything. I will clean up. I will make the food. I will do the things. I sat there on the on her edge of their couch like violently like not able to con- I was like I literally can't move. I can't function. I will not be able to help with any cleaning of the cottage today and I can't even drive my car home. So somebody's going to have to drive my car home and I had to hang my head out the window because I kept throwing up. And then the following weekend, you did it again. I know, because that's a pattern of which Actually, do. I did have a bachelorette, <laughs> my, girl, my girlfriend's bachelorette in Montreal, I think like a month before, and it was equally as bad. So since then, you guys, Katie has not heavily drank because the hangover was so severe. Oh. Yes, the chronic dehydration, the blood sugar instability. Your body physically went into I shock. Because that's what alcohol is. It's it couldn't poisoning. function. You poisoned poisoning yourself. yourself. Yeah. I don't go to Kristen, weddings. I would like to, you want to, I've shared a lot about me, okay? I've shared a lot about Katie Stewart, basically about to give out my SIN number over here, my social insurance number. <laughs> this is, <laughs> here's, here's our notice of assessment yeah, for taxes here's in my bank account number. Go ahead. Like I'm pretty much there. So Chris, why don't you go to weddings yes. anymore? Please share with the class. Because uh, I can't stay no, past because nine. You don't want any more children. Could that be it? How how have you? How have all of your children been conceived? Yeah. So here's a little life story. I no longer go to weddings because it's an open bar, and Chris likes her alcohol. And next thing you know, a limousine oh. ride. And a bottle of raspberry oh, vodka. That's a bad combo. And we were dog sitting. I thought you were going dog somewhere in LA. else. And you said dog sitting. I was like, Chris, no, this is not that type of podcast. <laughs> People are like, yeah, come on, five minutes. Dirty details. No, but we were dog sitting. It kept humping my leg. It was so weird. She was female. She's Where not even a hump. Going. Next thing you know. I was pregnant. How did that happen? She was telling me. So fe- it was female dominant. It's female dominance. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I was yeah. pregnant. And that would explain a lot of Peyton's issues. No. But yeah. And then again, Miss Kylie, Miss Tegan. No so weddings. please Chris don't invite not me to your, to your wedding, wedding. Unless you're not having alcohol. Steve has been um, naturally fixed. Yeah. A, la, a la baby. You're pretty so good. I'm pretty good. But yeah, I don't, don't I won't no. do that any longer. No weddings. Please don't invite me. Don't, I can't unless it's And don't invite bar. me to your bachelorette. Uh-uh. And you can't invite Katie because we're just a hot mess. She's I'm not going to help you clean up. So why do you I'm want to be there I, the, I physically <laughs> couldn't move. Like I literally could not move. I, I was like, I don't even feel bad right now because I am feeling so bad. So never invite Chris to a wedding and never invite me to a bachelorette. That's just the moral of this story. And we keep digressing, you guys. See what alcohol does to people? <laughs> Yes, because we all have have the stories. stories. And if we knew, I can say I never did a quadruple or a triple of anything, Katie. Like, that's hardcore. Like, I remember going to the school pub with a $20 bill and the drinks were $2. And I would come back with 10 bucks. Like, and I I had a time. And no, no, we we walked. Dude, (laughs) we walked because one, we're not paying for a cab. And two, we live in Canada and we're not checking our coats, even though it's minus 30 with the wind chill. We will be walking back to Res for 15 minutes in our mini dresses in minus 30 degree weather. Because I'm not paying $2 for coat check. That's an extra drink, Chris. Come on. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. With your compulsive spending and then your frugal like behavior, it really it throws, throws me right for a loop. loop. But, but that's because I was being selective with my spending. It's like I need to save that two dollars so I can get an extra drink. 
Because I actually don't like when when guys buy me drinks. Like, I refuse to let a guy buy me drinks, so I always buy my own drinks. Do you know when I would go to the bar, my parents would always give me money to take mm. a cab home, which I Absolutely. will do with my kids, which is – and I al- and I always banked that because I always secured a ride home. So I always made 20 bucks every time I went out. So Thursday, Friday, I made 60 bucks. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> just from getting cab rides home. Oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> just from fake cab rides. Oh, I think we need to get back on the health track. Okay. We talked about hormones and blood sugar and hangovers, okay. and we're going to find out the health of the hangover hack. Anything else in hormone section before we move on to the liver? Just remember that all hormones, they talk to one another. So if you're going to spike up estrogen, we can deplete progesterone. Progesterone is your calming hormone. It's also, you know, when we talk about fertility, we need both in balance. When we really go hard and then we're like, okay, we're just going to not drink or we're only going to do it occasionally or whatever it is. It depends where your health is at that point, whether you can really use that alcohol or not. And that's kind of what I want to say is it's never about one. It's about the blood sugar spike. It's about that hangry. It's about how your body's going to use that and what you're going to crave next. So then we get to that cyclical cycle, right? So that's the lifestyle is going to come in. Absolutely. Big, big and after player. we're done talking about the impacts on this, we will, of course, be giving some strategies and tips and tactics on how to enjoy holidays and your skin journey and the alcohol, navigating the alcohol. Because all we've given them now is what not to do at weddings. And when you go out, like, I think we've just told them how to drink. I feel like that's podcast is we just taught them how to drink better. And that was not our intention, everybody. That was not our intention. (laughs) We digress. We digress. But next up is the detox organs. Because as any person knows, the liver gets a bit of a workout when we are, are, are digging into the alcohol cabinet, Right. When we're taking back those shots of sourpuss and all of the things. Or as my grandmother liked to do, bless her soul, rest her soul, is a bottle of peach schnapps. That was her vice when she was still kicking. So (laughs) anyways, when we're talking about the liver, snake Snake bite, snake bite, everybody look that up. And if you can tolerate that. Like a Goldschlager or um, what's the cinnamon? What's the cinnamon one? No. Oh, I hate the cinnamon one. This tastes like cinnamon hearts. Remember. Is it Goldschlager? See, we're digressing again. I don't focus, know, man. Focus. We're trying to teach them about liver, liver health. Okay. So when it comes to the health of your liver, we know that your, your, your liver is responsible for breaking down alcohol. And when we're chronically drinking and you don't need to be an alcoholic in order to you know impair because even moderate alcohol consumption is still going to be impacting your liver health. And as we know, your hormones rely on your health of your liver to properly filter your hormones as well. And when we're looking at this, it's really boiling down to that inflammation response as well. Like how is the inflammation response? Because if your liver is struggling, it's not able to filter and you do its, you know, what is it, over 500 different functions in the body – it's going to be leading yeah, – Chris, give it Chris always corrects me because it's six and I keep forgetting to correct my brain to the new stat. Over five to six, okay? And that's going to be impacting the inflammation. And we know inflammation is a main driver of acne. So, Chris, how is it? How is the alcohol consumption you know, also impacting our other detox pathways like our kidneys or our lymph or, and, of course, the liver? Well, the kidneys just have to filter it, right? So we pee. But then the kidneys get really taxed when they don't get water. The kidneys love water. So we kind of, we have to rebalance that. But a simple explanation when it comes to the liver is 
your body has to effectively remove the toxins in the body. So alcohol is a toxin. It's okay if that glass of wine or whatever it is you want to enjoy doesn't impact it. We, you know, we flush it out. We're doing great. All of these things. When I when Carbo Kate is like quadrupling her her stuff there, we call that we binge call that drinking. Binge. That is that's absolutely bad. <laughs> where that's absolutely that's overwhelmed, people. right? If your body cannot do its own toxic elimination, right? Whether it's lymphatics, I mean, all these toxins, all the body's going to use, all the filtering organs. If your body can't do it, guess where it's going? It's going to go through the skin because it has no other way because it's congested. And if you already have acne and your body uses that, it's already knows to go to the skin. So you just gave it a fast pass. You are in that amusement park. You are not standing in line. You are having a, a great old time. And the toxins are just flushing mm -hmm. straight to the skin. And of course, and of breakout. course, breakout, right? So this is the different ways that when your hormones are getting impacted and your liver is getting impacted, that's like alcohol really can be that big trigger. So when we move down to what we like to call the foundation of clear skin, which is your gut. So let's, Chris, go through how alcohol is impacting your gut because it really impacts it in a couple ways. The first way is it's going to be impacting intestinal permeability, which we know is the common slang term is leaky gut, can be really irritating the tight cell junctions of, a, of, our, of our digestive lining and causing it to pull apart, which allows for undigested food particles, toxins, and things that shouldn't be in your bloodstream into your bloodstream. This circulates, which leads to systemic inflammation, which in turn leads to breakout. So we really need to be loving up the lining of our gut. But also, Chris, what else does it do for altering in your gut, alteration in your gut? I don't know. Like, where are you going? I know. That? I didn't word that very well. I worded that give me, terribly. Give me a fissure. The gut microbiome. I worded that. Yes. With the I worded that terribly. That was my bad. Ooh, I think you're spending a lot of time with me. And I did. I was like, like this me. isn't making sense as it's coming out. And she's not going to know where I'm going. No, this is good. I like it. I, I know. Like that I'm, you you're rubbing this. off on me. Because then you're I feel normalized. Yeah, I was just I being normalized. I was trying to be inclusive this is good. for this you is good. so you didn't feel so bad. You're welcome. Thanks. So I was saying, inclusive. aside you're, you're from leaky gut, what all, this is how I meant to say it. Yes. Aside from leaky gut, what other alterations yes. happen in your gut from alcohol consumption? There we go. I did it. Okay. So we have a whole bunch of critters that live with us. Our microbiome. Our microbiome. We have good bacteria, bad bacteria. You hear Katie and I talk about this all the time. I mean, if we don't talk about it once, we talk about it 1,600 times. When we intake alcohol, regardless if it is sugar-free, regardless if it is less than 1% sugar, the fact is, remember, it needs to be broken down and it's done so in that carbohydrate pathway. It doesn't need the added sugars in order to directly impact, one, that blood sugar. If you can't use your blood sugar, guess what happens? If insulin can't really get into there, if it's too congested, if we're also stressed out, all of these things, you are feeding those opportunistic bacteria. They are loving you like life. You are like, you are the drunk person on the dance floor. You mean that's Paige. Let me tell you. That's Paige. That's, oh, <laughs> that's Lord Paige. have mercy. I always tell people, I'm like, I am the best dancer when I'm I, drunk. What, mm, because I have no idea what I'm doing. So that's I Paige. Think she, Paige needs like a full 20 by 20 square of dance space. She travels like nothing I've ever seen. And again, she's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. I'll Stop it. Like somebody, somebody could get uh, hurt. Yeah, at her, batch, I at her bachelorette, I wasn't drinking because I was breastfeeding, of course. I was the I was like a purse holder, like herding drunk cow or drunk cats everywhere because they were all over Paige. I've never seen anything like it. Drunk, she was dancing like nobody was watching and everybody was watching. <laughs> 
Oh, Paige, we love you. Sidebar. Sidebar. This podcast (laughs) is really derailed. You know, the alcohol clearly brings out the crazy and everybody, including us. So let's... But everybody has a everybody has a story. Unless everybody they don't has drink. A story, everybody right? has yeah, a story. I'm sure anybody listening is like, oh right? man, this so, one time. Yeah, they want to tell us their stories. Like, you want to tell us? Yeah, chat, DM it, chat to it us. up. I we'll love these to stories. your stories. Please. Right? Like, oh my gosh. Long story short, is the more insults we keep mm-hmm. doing to the microbiome, the less quality we have. And then of course we're gonna get that cascade of everything going south, right? Whether it's the digestive, it's the SIBO. Even later on, it's not exclusive to it's, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. The overgrowths aren't exclusive to alcohol. Okay. It is right. just another culprit and another contributor to that domino-like effect. Mm-hmm. One of the things that does irritate me is, and I, and I know because this was me, I was in a high, high mm-hmm. um, stress job. I would come home and I got to the point where I would have a glass of wine and just, and I was probably at about Been the four five ounces. So it Absolutely. wasn't excessive. And I would have it every night to digress. And I would say, helps well, me it calm helps me down. calm me. It helps. No, it didn't. It drove my estrogen up. I was sweating like a fiend. I was having disrupted sleeps. I was waking up uh, throughout the night to go pee, mm-hmm. air quote. That has nothing to do with it. I wasn't detoxing if I want to look at it you know, and then I would start my day back over again and I'd have that stress-like compound. And again, that stress-like compound with the stress hormones and feeding that microbiome, we have to be able to use our hormones. If we can't, we have to be able to detox them. And if we can't, someone's going to eat them. I did the same thing when I worked for Hockey Night Canada for 14 years, especially like when you're working such a high intensity, high stress job, like that's a nationally broadcast show. It's one of the biggest shows in Canada across the country every week during the playoffs. It's on like literally every day. And, you know, every after every game and especially during the playoffs when you're working like six straight weeks and you're in this high stress and extremely high stress environment, we would go out to the bar after every shift and just drink every night because Mm -hmm. we were like, we we can't go to bed. Like we've been so on edge. Our fight or flight response is like, like literally about to explode. And we're like, oh, my gosh, the only way to calm this down is to have a drink or six or (laughs) ten. Yeah. And this is kind of, men are different, right? Because men tend to be a little bit calmer. And we're not talking about alcoholism, Mm -hmm. total different boat, right? But Steve, like, I'll go to bed and I'll hear the pantry and the ruffle of something. And then I hear that. Oh. And I'm like, oh, he's having a late night snack with his chips. And and he loves that's That's what we call like Steve time. I would say we've got to give a give. So you have to give in order to give. Right. So he's like, what the heck? And I'm like, okay. So last, just September that just passed, I was like, okay, let's cut the alcohol. <gasps> like drink your face off all summer. Let's cut the alcohol because he has goals Absolutely. and objectives he wants to meet. And what's the number one way if you want weight loss alcohol. and you are drinking that's easy for men? I literally just had alcohol. this conversation with my dad who is dealing with his own set of health issues. I'm like, hey, mister, he's Italian. So, you know, loves his, has wine with breakfast pretty much. Let's just, and loves beer. Let's just cut out the drinking because I think a lot of your issues will clear up. And that wasn't met with a good response. He didn't like that one. And yet you still get invited back to dinner. Michelle, I'm throwing you my number. Just so you know. show up. I won't make you my boxes. I got a key, I got the code, (laughs) I got it all. I'm there all the time. 
But that's so true. It's alcohol can do a big number on just weight. It can do a number on your blood pressure. Like it, it isn't just related to skin. Of course, this is what we focus on, but we know alcohol is an impact across the board. And another thing, especially lead again, leading back to those PMS issues and, the, and those symptoms that so many acne sufferers have, when there's an alteration in your gut's microbiome, this actually affects your estrobolome, which is that unique subset of microbes involved in estrogen metabolism. So if your gut has not is not doing so hot in the microbiome department, this can lead to an estrogen dominance and it can also lead to higher inflammation in the body, which we know causes acne. So you can see it's a cascading effect on the body where it's disrupting your gut. It's impacting your detox pathways. It's causing those hormonal imbalances, um, sorry, leading to those hormonal imbalances, impacting your blood sugar, all from that chronic alcohol consumption. So now, Chris, that we've gone through and we've told them all the ways that alcohol is impacting their body, let's go through some tactics on how they can, you know, for there's, there could be some people that are like, Katie, I'm never drink, giving up a glass of alcohol. So let's kind of go through some safer tactics. Let's go through some ways we can be breaking up with alcohol and Something that I think is very important to talk about is the stress and bullying placed towards those that choose not to have alcoholic drinks. Because you better believe when I went from being partying, Katie, to being, I don't drink anymore, Katie. You have so many. I do. I so do many have so many names. <laughs> that my friends were like, like, what the, what the heck, man? Like, just have a drink. Like, why are you being such a buzzkill? Like, just have a drink. So I want to talk about yeah, what's, like, what's one going to do? Just have one. What's one like, going to do? Come on. So I kind of want to talk through those things. So should you be on a skin journey? Is we always tell our clients, you're like, you're saying I can never have a glass of wine again. We're like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Nope, just not for now. That. So if you're actively working through a health journey is, you know, actively working to try to clear up your skin. You're going to want to put a hold on drinking alcohol because it's just going to be um, hampering your efforts. It's just going to be making your efforts that much harder. It's going to be making it very, very difficult. So if you want to make it easy on yourself, let's break up with alcohol for the time being. And then once you're in a better health spot, your skin's cleared up, you're feeling better. Let's add in, if so you choose, add a drink in here and there. Because for me, I don't drink 95% of the year. I will, you know, have a glass of wine on like my husband's birthday or my birthday, maybe on our anniversary. I do like one single mimosa on Christmas brunch because that's like my thing. And there is something in Niagara called the Grape and Wine Festival where there is a parade. And Chris, I would say that is my one day of the year where I have a couple drinks. So for me, I've realized that my body doesn't feel good drinking alcohol, but there is like maybe, you mm -hmm. know, three or four or five occasions throughout the entire 365 days where I do have that balance and allow myself to have a drink. Yeah, when asking people say to break up with alcohol, they're what like, what shenanigans are you talking about? What I like to say to them is let's focus on getting water in and slowly increasing that mm -hmm. over a two-week period. What I want for you is if you enjoy that, this is personal, if you want and enjoy that glass of wine at night, then do one of two things. You need to replace mm -hmm. the habit. So get out the wine glass and you put in some cranberry or you put a little splash of this. You make it like a mocktail. You make it look cute. Or what about an herbal tea? Because herbal tea, such as liquor shrewd, as long as we don't have high blood pressure, it gives that little bit of that sugar surge. Your body becomes codependent almost on that mm -hmm. surge. So we don't have to do that, but we do have to find something to change the pattern, start a bedtime hygiene, go take a bath, but please look at the pattern of what you do 
And then, so like Steve, as an example, looked at the pattern. I started staying up later. Man, he was not impressed. But I didn't tell him, but it was breaking his pattern because he only does it when we go to bed. Not that he likes drinking alone, but he doesn't like always drinking Mm -hmm. in front of the kids. Right? And it's not all the time, but those types of things. So we worked on his habit. I worked on my habit. Then it's not so hard. I'm kind of giggling along the side because you're like, he doesn't drink in front of the kids. And when my two-year-old sees a beer can, he goes, dada, dada, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I'm like, ah, Frank, (laughs) uh, your kid is... No, he drinks in front of the kids. Not a lot. what I'm saying is he doesn't... It's not like he's just... He's yeah. just chilling, right? Like he's not like if we're all there as a family, there's no reason to go mm-hmm. and bust out a beer. Now barbecuing, exactly. that's non-negotiable. Yeah, it's like yeah. if we has like I we rarely have beer in the house, so it's really when people come over. I'm not trying to say my husband's an alcoholic, and that's why my children resonate <laughs> beer can with dada. This, this is yeah. why they stay <laughs> with why. us. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't usually have it in the house, and that's what I find is really important is replacing the habit. So with the holidays coming up, let's yeah. go through some strategies here. So if you're just not in a place to feel, you know, okay. like. Obviously, Chris and I are at a spot where if we go somewhere and they're like, oh, you're not drinking? Come on, just have a drink. I'm like, no, I I don't want to drink. You're not going to make me do it. Like, I'm not the person that you're going to have a breakthrough with today on on this, all right? So I can hold my ground. For a lot of people, when they're first starting their journey, it's difficult to hold their ground when it comes to alcohol because our society literally is like built built around drinking. Like, you, you go to a restaurant and they ask you what your drink order is first, you know. It's it's such an ingrained part of our culture. So it's very difficult when you pull back because, again, yeah. you're causing other people to feel uncomfortable, either consciously or subconsciously, by going against the norm, right? It's that mentality of if I go against what the big group is going, I'm going to be cast out of the, the tribe and I'm going to be fed to the wolves and I'm going to die out there. So I, it's, it's not safe for me yes. to go against it. So what I like to do is bring a mocktail of some sort. Um, you know, I have on the blog a bunch of mocktails, like we have a kombucha mocktail, um, you know, a, a great one for the holidays. What, last year I did, was it like a, was it the pomegranate, pomegranate ginger kombucha mocktail, which was great. It's really pretty. It gets that layered effect. Um, or even something as simple as getting some like San Pellegrino and I will get like 100% pure uh, wild blueberry juice and I'll just like add a splash in. So that looks like you're having a glass of wine and then you can put it in a cup and then people won't be tempted to be like, oh, you're just drinking water. You'll be like, nope, I brought myself a little drink. And then that way you still have something festive in your hand. You're enjoying it and people aren't going to be as, um, you know, gung-ho of of, of bullying you in, into drinking. Yeah, the social pressures are huge. And I would do that too. I would go with pre-made anything. I would do a little bit of cranberry, a little bit of water, a little bit of orange juice, throw in a fresh orange juice slice, a couple like fresh cranberries around the holidays because mm-hmm. we have it there. And everybody was like, yeah, what drinking? are you having? Oh. And I'm like, oh. Mm. And you know, I would give people and they did not know there wasn't alcohol in there because I never mentioned it because it came fancy. It looked good. I was like, you know what? I don't like mixing stuff. I don't need to bring 1500 things. I bring this. What are you drinking? Oh, and I make up a funny name. I don't know. Of course you do. I just, you know, I'll see a street name and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's uh, oh, this is the Holly Rider. Where'd you find that? Oh, oh I got to look that I up. Know. I just read it two Literally. seconds ago. Oh, yeah. And another one that ago. I love to do is like a punch. So my mom has uh, actually, I took the recipe and I put it on my blog. Of course, I stole it from Michelle. And that's the hot holiday punch. 
Come on my show. I know. She's my number. Like, Chris, I'm switching Taking, families. Please. My mom does a hot holiday punch, so she makes it warm and then has the ladle in it, um, and it lightly simmers when the guests are there, and people go nuts yeah. for it. Delish. So when you have those festive drinks, it kind of takes that heat off of you. So if you're someone that doesn't feel you know comfortable and confident yes. quite yet in saying no to alcohol, that can be a great little workaround as well. Yep. I love it. And how... Why don't we share your mocktail yeah, blog we're share in the, the show mocktails, notes? The and punch, then people don't, yeah, all of those things, the punch, everything. Because what I love is setting yourself up, so we don't have to say no. If you're not comfortable with saying no, then we don't have to worry about that, right? You're going to set yourself up. You're going to go, you know, to the restaurant. You're going to see what they have. You're going to order. You, you know, so many times I. Canadians, so Americans, Bloody Mary, Ugh. me, Caesar. I hate that was Caesar's. my jam. So Stop it. I've never liked them. You said the I do. Word. I I loathe them. The I despise word. them. I hate them. All of the words. I do not like Caesars. Okay. Well, I love Caesars, and if I would miss it anything, it might be that one, right? But you can go and you can get a Virgin mm -hmm. Caesar. You can get and, and so many yes. restaurants now, and including the bar, that in bar in Toronto, uh, I think it's right? Zero bar, where they are. I've, I've yeah. especially in the last year, I've noticed a big push towards alcohol-free inclusion. So like alcohol-free bars, alcohol-free restaurants, alcohol-free like cocktails and drinks. Like there's been a really big push because it's it's that additional inclusion where like think about how many people in our society struggle with substance abuse and yet here they're surrounded by all this yeah. alcohol and it's, you know, we want to ensure that they're able to still enjoy but not be tempted as well. So I think just having that more like more inclusion in our food system, more variety, variety. as well. Remember, we eat... We eat with our senses first. So we smell, we see, we hear. So the fizzling fajita, you know, the smell of something sweet, the eyes, uh, like how many times have you done blog posts and I'm like, I'm like, uh, and I just, I want it, I just want it made, but like I'm drooling. These types of things, that's the, we eat with those senses. And I know that because that's one of my, my previous life things. I knew how to market <laughs> That was your previous you. life. I knew what to In sell you. the food you. service industry. I knew mm -hmm. how to do it, right? Food service industry. So if we can trick our brains with a like, and we're using that wine glass, or we're using that cocktail glass. A fancy and we're cup. mixing and it just get. oh my gosh, a fancy cup makes a how huge world of difference. How many clients have we had where we're like, just put your water and blueberry juice in a wine glass. And they're like, oh my God, it worked. Just put your carbon. I put it in a cocktail. Yeah, with your lemon wedge on and the side. And they're like, oh my God, I put it in a cocktail a glass or my favorite wine glass. And you're right. Like I totally, I didn't even miss it. And guess what? I slept better. My stress levels are lower. My blood sugar feels stable. I don't have headaches. Like I have all of my PMS symptoms are gone all because I made the decision for my health to break up with alcohol. Yeah. Absolutely. One last thing I just want to say is there's publications everywhere, and this uh -oh. one kind of irritated me. And I know I bring I know I bring my I irritants love you bring to you. Irritants. But <laughs> I recently read that if you prefer to keep alcohol in your practice, no matter what life throws your way, was kind of the coin phrase there. They will create you custom formula. What do you mean a custom formula? I think. Yeah, so they do some supplements. They're going to create supplements for oh, you. Oh, the supplement going away to, your chronic alcohol. They're going to this the supplement, or they're going to create you like a custom formula, whether that's lifestyle. Listen, nothing replaces nutrition. Nothing replaces water. So it's it's 
if you're going to give me a custom formula, really, you're you're peddling the wrong thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you meant right? a custom formula of drink. They yeah. like make you a drink mix and send it to you. It's like, oh, this would be the best. Oh, well, then, yeah, like I'm signing up. OK, but, but I, I'm going to play the <laughs> no. should I play the devil's advocate just to, like a hair. OK, Always. so because yeah, like again, want to be inclusive. If there is a particular individual listening that is like, I still want to have an alcoholic drink here and there. What would we what would we say is the lesser of the evils? That's how I'm going to word it. The lesser of the evils when it comes tequila. OK, I didn't even have to finish a question. <laughs> the lesser of the evils when it comes to the drinks tequila and why tequila well really clear because there's certain compounds in them and they cause different static i don't want to get to the scientific there's actual names but it doesn't matter at the end of the day tequila has a lower histamine like response right so let's think about how the body so when something goes in you're supposed to have this histamine response an immune response so that the body goes oh this is good this is not good so tequila is said to be of lower so that's why I always go tequila. I mean, listen, if you eat the worm, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But so, like when I was at a, a music festival in the summertime. You. Okay. I, I lied. I had an additional time. I drank alcohol this year. I was at a music festival in the summertime and it, the cut water Palomas, like with, with the tequila in it. And I took a picture and texted it to Chris. I'm like, look, Chris approved. I'm fine to drink it. She goes, that's not really what I was saying yeah, when and- I said. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I think I just. <laughs> Katie. Go back. Go back. You had said to me, what is the least amount of histamine alcohol? And you text that to me. Asking for a friend. And I thought, wait a minute. You're at a freaking concert, aren't you? Wait, is this? And asking for a friend. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. But I answered it. From her brain, because I was on a low histamine protocol at the end. And I was really texting Chris because I needed her Mm -hmm. uh, guidance to say, Katie, just don't drink the drink. And so I, I, and she goes, it's tequila. And I didn't drink the drink. But then when I was done my low histamine and I went to two day festival, I'm like, you know what? I just want to have a Paloma, the sun, the music, it's fun, all of the things. Frank got a beer. I want to drink. And so I got, I, I got a tequila and I was like, look, Chris, just what you said, the healthy alcohol. And she goes, Katie, Katie, no, you're just hearing what you want to hear. So I share this story because if you two are thinking, oh, Chris said a tequila is healthy. We don't, we can't just take what here and hear what we want to hear. We're saying is the lesser of the evils. Idealist option would be while you're going through your health journey to withhold from alcohol consumption. When you're feeling better, that's when you can experiment with when you're bringing in a glass of wine, like an organic glass of wine or, you know, some tequila or whatever that may be. And then finding that balance that you enjoy. And if it, you know, you are going to holiday parties over December, don't feel pressure to drink right? You don't have to drink just to fit in with everybody else. Either stand your ground saying, hard nope, back back it up. I'm not having a drink. Don't come at me. That would be me and Chris. Or bring a, you know, fun little mocktail color drink to enjoy your holidays with less conflict. Yeah. Be the, the purple, purple duck. The purple duck. Ducks are yellow. Oh, here she so goes. Be the purple duck. It's okay Essentially to be the, the ugly duckling duck. story. Is that where you're, but purple? Oh my God, I haven't. We need to get off this podcast, sure. everybody, because we are digressing. All right, everybody. That is all for us today on the Alcohol and Skin Podcast. We will see you next Wednesday for another fun-filled episode of the Clear Skin Chronicles. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.